Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brody Meyer, and this is WHBC Radio, where we interview unique professionals and get a great insight into their lives. This week's guest is Meredith Gradle, and she's the CEO of Iris Works. Iris Works is a studio management software for photographers that is changing the game. They provide photographers with the tools that they need to effectively run and grow their business all in one easy-to-use program. Meredith started Iris because of the obstacles that she faced herself as a professional photographer trying to run a business. This gave her a unique position to build a product for photographers as someone that actually understands their day-to-day struggles. Meredith is a very inspiring entrepreneur that you should definitely fuse with on the FuseMe mobile app if you ever get the chance to meet her. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Iris Works CEO, Meredith Gradle. Hello, Meredith. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for agreeing to come on the show. Absolutely. I'm happy to do it. Um, So we kind of keep it pretty light, and I'm going to start you off with a few questions about your personal um, career as a photographer. Okay. What is your favorite thing to photograph? Oh, Uh, okay. That's a good question. My favorite thing to photograph uh, right now is probably my kids. I have a six- and four-year-old. Uh, but before kids, truth be told, my favorite thing to photograph was landscapes, which I never did in my business side of things. I always would photograph portraits, families, and that was where, how I made you know my, my income. Um, but my favorite thing to photograph for, for fun was always landscapes. I don't know why. It just I love to be able to print and put things on my wall or provide somebody something that was a piece of art that they would put on their wall. So, do you have a <clears throat> do you have a favorite sort of landscape that you've photographed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we went to Steamboat Springs, Colorado, and this was probably oh gosh, it's been maybe seven or eight years ago now. Um, but I took a panoramic image of the ski mountain in Steamboat, and um, it was actually probably four. Or five images that I stitched together in Photoshop. And so um, we printed it, had it custom framed, and we have one hanging in our house, and we gave one to my in-laws who were on the trip with us. So um, it's by far my one of my favorite images. Um, that and one other, all it's always when we were traveling. The other one was, um, this was also probably seven or eight years ago um, in uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And we just, it's just a landscape of a lake and some mountains, and it's just the colors are, it's just my favorite. So we still have that one. We have that one on a canvas. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you usually make multiple copies of these landscapes? Yes. When you, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and you know, I don't, I don't sell them anywhere, but my family and my in-laws and, and friends will ask for things. And I Very love cool. that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, now we're going to jump into your life. Okay. All right. Uh, starting off in 2001, from 2001 to 2005, you went to Purdue University. Yes. And you studied psychology with a focus in child development. What was so intriguing to you about psychology? Mm-hmm. Why did you make that, you know, what you studied? Sure. So I, my senior year of high school, took a psychology class, and um, I loved it. Uh, before that, I always thought I was going to be a teacher. 
I had just thought, oh, you know, I want to teach elementary school, which I laugh at now because having kids, I don't know how teachers do what they do. They have to have the patience um, of about a thousand people. But um, I, I just decided, you know, maybe I wanted, I wanted to pursue psychology. It was really interesting to me, and I wanted to do, um, I wanted to be a therapist and have my own private practice. Um, but when I was getting close to graduating, I realized I didn't want to go back to school for um, my PhD, which really, for a psychologist, you have to have that um, level. And um, in order to really do anything with a psychology degree, you had to take it to a graduate level. Um, so I decided to go into human resources, of all things. Yeah, and at, so, um, Clarion? Mm-hmm, yeah, it was Clarion Health at the time. It's now IU Health. Uh, but uh, it's a hospital system here in Indianapolis. And um, I got the opportunity, really someone took a chance on me and said, okay, you know, you, you really have no experience, but um, human resources, a lot of it is people skills. And, um, and my boss said, that, you know, I could, you have that, I can teach you the rest. And so I started out in recruitment and recruited for kind of all non-nursing type positions. So um, nursing support roles and and other healthcare positions, um, and I did that for quite a few years before I ended up going into compensation, which is another part of HR. So I did that for a couple of years as well. And when did you feel that it was kind of time to hit the road and move on to something else? Yeah. So um, you know, I was in compensation for a couple of years, and there were parts of it that I really liked, and then there were parts of it that I absolutely despised. I mean. Um, it's very it's it's a difficult job and um, you know you kind of have to be the gatekeeper and sometimes you're the bad guy because you can't give a, a hiring manager what they want or um, um, or that sort of thing. But anyway, so uh, but I was doing photography as well at the same time and so my business had started to grow and I had a good client base and so uh, I decided to take my photography business full time and pursue that. So that was that was a big shift, but um, I was able to continue to support um, the hospital system on kind of a, a as needed basis to transition over, I guess, to being self-employed. So, what kind of you know forced you into that role as a professional photographer? What was the thing? Did you have some sort of inspiration, or where did that come from? Yeah. So I uh, picked we we bought a camera when I was. I mean, we, my husband and I were married for maybe a year or two, and we bought a camera just because, you know, we just thought, oh, okay, we should have a nice camera. We didn't know, I didn't know what I was buying. I, I think I bought it from, like, um, Best Buy or someplace like that. I didn't go to a pro camera shop. Um, bought the camera and had no clue how to use it. But I was lucky in that my uncle is a professional, was a professional photographer, has always been kind of a hobbyist of sorts, um, and had all sorts of gear, knows everything about film and now digital. And he was teaching at the time a photography class. And so I took it and I still, I mean, I think he still makes fun of me because of how little I knew when I went to the, to the um, class, but that's really how I started to, to learn. And once I started to learn, I realized that I thought it was really fun um, and how you can manipulate things and, you know, take what you, what you want to create and actually create it using a camera. Um, and so that's really what started it. And then it, like a lot of photographers, it just evolved into a business because people would say, oh, would you take a couple photos of me and my family or, um, you know, things like that. And I, social media at the time was really great. 
So Facebook was where I lived and I would share images and that's, it just, Facebook literally grew my business at the time for free. That's incredible. It was all before, you know, it was really kind of a paid, paid um, platform. So currently do you, as a photographer, do you like um, Facebook or Instagram better? Um, Instagram really for, and, and we see a lot of our, our, you know, users of, of our system now gravitating towards Instagram. Um, for me at the time when I was actually running that photography business, Facebook was, was it, you know, mm. that was it for me. Um, and it was a really easy way to kind of not go viral, but to get your work seen by many people, um, in a very short amount of time. So so in 2014, you founded your company, Iris Works, and this is a studio management software for photographers. Was there a specific problem that you faced as a photographer that pushed you into starting this company? Yeah, absolutely. I never, um, honestly, never set out to start a company. I never had the dream of one day I will have a, um, a software company or anything like that. Um, you know, I've wanted my photography business to thrive, but I realized that um, as I was running my photography business, I wasn't really doing a good job on the business side of things. I was focusing a lot on taking the images, editing them, but I wasn't communicating well with my clients and I wasn't um, sending out invoicing or contracts to my clients. And uh, it would, which was totally opposite of what I kind of had learned in my time in HR. Uh, the last about year and a half when I was at the hospital system, I was responsible for process improvements for the HR department. And I would work with our, you know, kind of like our, RT, our IT department to leverage technology and see how we could improve our process and, you know, make things more efficient. But in my own photography business, I was not efficient at all. Um, I would use like just scraps of paper to, you know, kind of keep track of who was, you know, who was up next for me to edit and had I delivered images to, to this client or that client. Um, and so I really was trying to kind of get my own business organized. And I tried every system that was out there at the time. And uh, I did not care for any of them. They were very difficult to understand. They were hard to set up. They took a lot of time to even just decipher the system. And so uh, I just thought, well, this is too complicated. It shouldn't be this difficult. I'm a very you know straightforward, I have a client and then I, they hire me and then there's a series of things that need to happen. Um, and so we built Iris essentially from the photographer's point of view, not from a technical standpoint. So we kind of had a leg up on that aspect because creatives' minds work very differently than, um, you know, a programmer. Uh, not yes. not to say yes, good maybe. or bad, <laughs> but uh, so we really built the system around how a photographer thinks and how their business operates. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so you go from photographer to tech founder. What was that transition like? What was kind of your biggest obstacle? Uh, so it's still a transition. I okay. mean, <laughs> um, because I'm not the technical expert for, within the company. Um, I'm lucky now that I have a lot of support and um, expertise on the team. But at the time, it was very difficult. I think that um, the biggest hurdle was just understanding technology in a different sense. So, you know, I had experience with, computers and systems from a front end and how they work, but had no clue, you know, the vast, uh, the vast expanse of 
different languages and how difficult things are to program. And um, I did learn very quickly I can't use certain words. Like I don't ever use um, simple or easy fix or uh, quick. Yeah. You know, there's just certain things yeah. that I've, I've learned to just um, not use in my vocabulary when I talk to the development team. Um, because, I mean, it is, it's very complex, and it's more complex than I think I ever imagined. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's still a transition for me. I think I learn all sorts of things every single time I meet with my team. And um, But I've been fortunate that we have a good, um, good technical knowledge now surrounding me, which is wonderful. Definitely. Yeah. Where do you see Iris in the next 10 years? Oh, Have you thought about that? That's a tough question. <laughs> Ten years? Um, you Ten know, years. Yeah, that's a, oh, that's a long time. So, good question. I think... Five years. Even. Five years. Yeah, yeah, I, can, yeah. I can think that far, right? Yeah. Um, no, I, I do. We're, we're trying to really change the game when it comes to studio management. So, um, you know, it's been done one way for a long time, and, um, and we're really trying to kind of change the face of that. And so we are in the process right now of trying to make Iris this... Um, really intelligent assistant. So taking the knowledge that we have from the photography industry um, and maintaining our simple interface, but really providing photographers with um, a, a kind of a turnkey system of sorts. So we're providing them with, hey, here's what we have found to be the best practices for running a photography business um, and taking the hurdle out of the way for them so that they can take Iris, have this virtual assistant who not only helps them run their business, but also gives them suggestions for ways to continue to grow their business or um, or add to their bottom line and things like that. So um, in five years, I'd love to think that we will be kind of the, the top um, out of all of our competitors. We have a lot. It's, a, it's a becoming a crowded space, um, really because creatives just need the, the help. And so by trying to set Iris apart by... Um, kind of putting this assistant, you know, intelligent assistant behind the system, um, I think hopefully we will be leading the way instead of, um, you know, just kind of being one of the group. I am very excited to see that. Yeah. I, I look forward to it. <laughs> you're, um, you're definitely one of the, you know, amazing women around Indy in this tech space. And um, I'm just really pleased I was able to have this conversation. Oh, well, thank so you. I appreciate it. That's a, that's, a, that's a high compliment, so I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. My name's Brody Meyer, and this was WHBC Radio, brought to you by the FuseMe mobile application. For those of you who do not know, WHBC stands for We Hate Business Cards. Please check out our mobile app on the App Store called FuseMe. FuseMe is a business tool eliminating the business card while bringing back the human-to-human connection that we find ourselves missing in this era of social media. Thanks again for tuning in. Keep your eyes peeled for more podcasts, and remember, we hate business cards.